Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Wherever you are, this is The Breakfast Show, Positively Different Radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Morning and morning. Morning, morning. What are you thankful for this morning? I am thankful for... Oh, mercy. What am I thankful for again? <laughs> the reason I've forgotten is because this is a delayed broadcast introduction and we've already finished the show. Yes, we have. And then we come back and redo the beginning. Uh, we do. And I've Just for you guys because yeah. we love you guys that get the delayed broadcast. <laughs> we would love you just a little bit more if you listen to the live show. Oh, that would be wonderful. I'm grateful for the people who are right now going, yep, I am switching to the live show. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, well yeah, done. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fantastic. There's people who are going, I'm going to download the TuneIn app. I'm going to search for Faith FM. I'm going to make it my favorite and I'm going to listen through the app. Or people who are like, do you know what? I'm going to go to the website, which is faithfm.com.au. And I'm going to press play on the live stream and I'm going to switch it into like plugging my aux cord and listen to it from my phone on my device or wherever I go in the kitchen. Yeah, I'm grateful for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you grateful for? Uh, the debate that we are about to have. Oh, <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> yeah, so mine, mine and I mine and I are going to have a debate coming up in this show, which I'm, I'm going to win, by the way. I don't – I'm not – do you know what? I don't think we ever, like, clearly made any, like, demarcation between what sides we were on and what the lines were and what everybody whose says opinions was what. Debate. But no, actually, Mon's right. Yeah, it's true. We never really sort of figured out. But we had fun. I feel like we might have been discussion. arguing for the same cause but not realizing it. You know, one of those ridiculous arguments. Like, oh, yeah, that's what I meant. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant too. Oh. <laughs> it could have been one but of those that's situations. No that's yeah. no fun. So it's yeah. coming up on today's show. It's going to be a fun discussion. We're going to talk about animal rights. Do they have any? Should and they have any? And veganism. Annoying vegans. I mean, what? And why being vegan is good. Yes, well, why being yeah. a vegan idiot is bad. Mm-hmm. All that yeah, kind of don't stuff. be a vegan idiot. That's Vegans right. Be a good enough vegan. online bullying. Yeah. The last thing we need. Don't is, drag any more down yeah. on our heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think we came to an agreement. We we kind of did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think we. I guess we just cancel the show now. It. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Cancel the show. No more. No kidding. <laughs> anyway, if you want to hear that and you want to hear about the other good news stories that Mon is going to talk about, in fact, everyone who is listening to the show right now can win themselves a cookbook. Every single one of you can win a cookbook within the next hour or so. All you got to do is listen and find out how. It's very simple. Ooh, very simple. Yes, 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 yes. Involve some nature and Mon's some Mon's going to be handing out medications for free. Yes, yes, and rewarding you. And, and if you take that medication, you get a free cookbook. That's it, that's it. That is it in a nutshell. She's handing out pills. Anyway, anyway. Mm, pill popper. Yes, yeah, indeed. And speaking of pills, we do talk about uh, uh, medicating your body in the wrong way at the end of our show during ah, our yes. Bible study, our encounter with God, which is very interesting. Uh, but stay tuned for all of that and more coming up right after this break. When Israel was in Egypt's land, let my people go. So hard they could not stand Let my people go Go down Moses Way down in Egypt's land Hello Pharaoh Let my people go No more shall they in bondage toil Let my people go. Let them come. 
yourself from bondage flee Let my people go And let us all in Christ be free Let my people go Welcome back, everybody. That was The Lower Lights with Go Down Moses what a here cool on. Song. Yeah, absolutely. Good way to start the day. Lyle, and while we're talking about saying that, yes, 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 yes. Let me tell you about this, right? Mm-hmm. I pulled out of the prize box what I am going to describe as the nicest, prettiest prize we've ever had. How given did you away. ever afford that? I, don't, prize I don't even budget? know. I have a sneaky suspicion someone donated this because I have never seen something so pretty in our prize box. So today's quiz is definitely one you want to be paying attention to, definitely one that you want to be uh, giving it a crack at. So it's a beautiful book. It's called 365 Days of Power, the gift edition by Rick Renner. And it's a devotional book. But this is really nice. It has like a suede leather cover, has the gold lining on the edge of the book. It comes in its own book, a uh, little box case. It's just a beautiful book. Personalized prayers and confessions to build your faith and strengthen your spirit. So it's a Christian life. Um, you need to get that up on our social media because that is it's spectacular. Very nice. I'm like, who, 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 who bankrolled our gift box? Is what I was thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking we should just keep that one for no, 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 um, no, no, anybody no. who gets it, like on the, fir- the the clue on the first. Quiz on the first clue. Quiz on the first clue. Okay, so today's clue, quiz. Goodness, but best stuffing this up. Who am I? Clue number one. This is to win 365 Days of Power, gift edition by Rick Renner. Who am I? My father said I was a ravenous wolf, which devours his prey in the morning and divides the plunder in the evening. Okay. I'm on it, but I'm not there yet. And uh, let me... Have a crack at it? No, you're no, wrong. I'm just going to indicate that I'm on the track. On the, okay. If you think you know the answer, if you know whose father said that they were a ravenous wolf, give us a call now. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. 1-800-324-843. Okay. Am I, am I on the... Am I, on the I, I am on the scent. Last on the right track. He's writing I'm down the... Following little, the scent. Don't, don't read that scent. out loud because I think that's one of the, the later clues. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so give us a call if you think you know who it is. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you can text 0491-064-669. But Lyle, moving on from the quiz. Yeah. I'm about to give people the opportunity to win something. Like everybody can win this. Every everybody, sing, every everybody's listener, a winner today. Everybody's every a winner. Every listener can get a prize. I thought the whole Faith concept of everybody wins is over the um, next 24 hours. Like really bad. Um, no, no, no. We're not, no, no, no. This is just something that you can like earn, so to speak. This is not like. Uh, this is not. This is not. All right, a, so, how do we earn this? What do okay, we get? Okay, so there's been a new medication prescribed for stress, uh, and I want everyone to test it out. And if you test it out, I'll give you a prize. 
Okay. And what's your prize going to be? <laughs> this a actually, smile from Mon. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm actually going to give them a cookbook. Everyone who tries, oh, every okay. person who tries out this new medication will get this new pill. Will get a cookbook from Faith FM. You just have to hashtag your picture of you trying out this new pill. Um, okay, so you, you're going to love this love. This actually follows on from I think two days ago when we talked about um, how how cities and states that have more trees uh, actually have a lower healthcare cost expenditure. So this is what they're calling uh, the new uh, stress medication is called a 20 minute nature pill. And uh, this is this is so cool. So for the first time ever, researchers have now conducted a study on the most effective dose uh, of an urban nature experiment to counteract the effects of modern stress. So this is now like psychology. So like the study that I talked about last time, they're looking at sort of more... Uh, like a, you know, like sort of more traditional medicine. And, uh, and like, for example, did you know that health outcomes such as cardiovascular disease, uh, disease, um, even surgery, it benefits. For example, people who are intensive care units recover more quickly and have fewer complications after surgery if their hospital room looks out over trees instead of a car park. That's amazing. Isn't that incredible? So now they're looking at the psychology of it. And so healthcare practitioners, um, have been using this discovery. They're calling it to, uh, health, nature pills. So they're prescribing nature pills. Um, and, and they can now do this with the knowledge that they actually have a real measurable effect, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Um, and so what they do, they, they said the study, the study shows for the greatest payoff in terms of uh, eff- effectively lowering levels of the stress hormone cortisol, you should spend 20 to 30 minutes sitting or walking in a place that provides you with a sense of nature. And this is, this is the little byline. Um, you need to, you need to be eliminating screen viewing. Okay, so 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 half an hour looking at trees. Does the ocean count? Yes, it's it's not necessarily trees. It's in a place that provides you with a sense of nature. That could be you could climb a tree and sit in a tree. You could sit in your backyard in your garden. You can go to the beach and sit at the you beach. Climb trees. Um, well, if they if they're sensible trees to climb, I'll climb them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you last climb a tree? Um. I think in Cape Town, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, that was recent. Yeah, that yeah, was very recent. recent. Yeah. I impressed. love climbing trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, it's actually, like, if you think about it, it's a really great low-cost solution to reduce the negative effects, um, negative health effects, stemming from, like what they say here, grow, growing urbanization, indoor lifestyles, and lives dominated by screen viewing. Um, so uh, this is so cool. So what they did was they got a bunch of participants and they were asked to take this nature pill over an eight-week period uh, with a duration of 10 minutes or more at least three times a week. And they were, and then just by doing that, just by going out in nature for that like, seemingly small period of time, they then uh, measured saliva samples taken before and after the nature pill um, and uh, participants, uh, like, I can't believe the studies that were just showing how much improved um, the person's stress levels were, like just so reduced. Um, so she, oh, sorry, I'm so excited. I can barely talk about this. Uh, so p- participants were free to choose a time of day, the duration and the place of the nature experience, uh, which was defined as anywhere outside that in that in the opinion of the participant made them feel like they've interacted with nature. So it makes it very open. That's 
very broad. So the yes, the constraints they had to minimize factors known to influence stress include um that, well, first of all, they had to do it in daylight. Um, there was no aerobic exercise allowed. So they couldn't be like running around rushing, rushing to and fro. Uh, they had to avoid the use of social media, internet, phone calls, conversations, and even reading. Because if okay. you think about it, yeah, people yeah. might get mm-hmm. a newspaper and go yep. sit in a park, reading bad news, get all stressed out. Yep. So it's it's a way of... Com- I like this a lot. Com- I knew you would. Completely yes. shutting out everything and just... Well, not so much shutting out, but like just, uh, just, uh, just being completely observant of the nature around mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. just enjoying it. Because so often, I think we think to ourselves, we've gotten a nature experience because we've walked the dog. But we have our headphones on, we're looking at our screen, you know, we're focused on something else. But you know, reading, watching, talking on the phone, and we actually miss it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is this is more like a full immersion kind of nature experience. Like it's actually forcing you to get out there to be still, to actually look at the nature, to not be distracted by. Any little thing, even if it's just a newspaper or a magazine or a book, and to just be completely immersed in your beautiful, lush surroundings for just a split second. Like if you consider what half an hour is in a whole day, it's really not that much. Okay, so what does a person have to do to win this prize then? Okay, this is what I want our listeners to do. I want you to... Um, to go out and get your get your nature pill for the day, mm-hmm. and I want you to hashtag it with two different hashtags: hashtag nature pill, hashtag faith FM. And then I'm going to go on there tomorrow morning, 24 hours later, and I'm going to see uh, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and Twitter what you've done, and uh, anyone who's done a nature pill. You'll be in contact. I'll be in touch. I'm reach cooking book coming your way. Send you a cookbook. I want to see people sitting in nature, going for a swim at the beach, whatever it is. I am I want so to see behind this. this. You have no idea. This is something that yeah. I seriously believe in, and something that I've actually been uh, researching for. You know, just reading reading material about for a long time. One of the issues being that straight lines cause stress. Oh, really? Straight lines. Looking at straight lines causes stress. That's incredible because we love straightening everything up, don't everything we? Everything we create has straight lines. Yeah, everything has a corner or an edge. Or and a- so the more you get into the city, the more straight lines you have. The more you yeah. get out of the city and the more into nature. What straight lines are there in nature? Yeah, none. Everything's Find curvy. a straight line in nature. Yeah. It just doesn't exist. Everything's rounded or curved yeah, yeah. Or, or squiggly, yeah. And, and and so this is the whole thing. And this is when I used to, uh, you know, when I used to work in Sydney CBD and for my lunch break, I'd always go to the beach and sit on the beach and just look out into the ocean. Yeah, it just, exactly. It, just, it was it was like having a city detox. Yeah, exactly. It's well, this study is proving that nature is one of the cheapest, easiest, and yet the most effective de-stressing activities that you could possibly do. So, hashtag nature pill, hashtag faith FM. I want to see what you guys are doing. It out goes there. right along with um, you know a lot of other stuff. Troublesome are here, filling men's Freedom we Freedom all, dear, now is at stake Humbling your heart to God, the chance to rock Seek the way, seek the way, stride, Christians awake My Jesus is coming soon, morning or night on him And many will meet their doom, trumpets will sound And all of the dead shall rise, righteous meet in the skies Going where no one dies, heavenward bound. 
What troubles will soon be or happy forevermore When we meet on that shore free from all care Rising up in the sky telling this world goodbye Homeward we then will fly glory to share Coming soon, morning or night or noon, and many will be dead. Trumpets will sound, and all of the dead shall rise. Righteous me in the skies, and when no one dies, heavenward bow. My Jesus is a coming Guys, you are listening to Vocal Union with Jesus is coming soon here on Faith FM. And Mon was just getting all excited to put the uh, next clue, the quiz, the next up. clue for the quiz up on the on the uh, social media. And what happened? Well, apparently it's already been answered. And I don't even know the answer yet. I'm really pleased by that. I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm, I'm happy that someone got it before you did, but I'm, I'm, I'm bummed I couldn't drag this out and torture people for a little bit longer. Ah, and I was so hot on the case as well. I'd narrowed it down to one of 12. <laughs> Uh, so what was the answer? So the answer is Benjamin. There you go. Benjamin. And it was one of the 12 tribes. Yes, yes. So apparently his dad said that he was a ravenous wolf which devours his prey in the morning and divides a plunder in the evening. You know and the that sort of thing of little brother to... Benjamin has been kind of yeah, like that, no, do you? No, you don't. I guess he had a dark side and his daddy knew about it. Well, that tribe <laughs> certainly had a dark side. We find that later on in the book of Judges. Yeah. Some rather dodgy stories right there. The de- definitely R-rated stories. Well, our prize is being sent over to South Australia to Zainab. Uh, so congrats, uh, Zainab, one of our um, prize haulers who's often calling up and winning our prizes, Bible student. Um, so stay tuned tomorrow. You'll be able to have another crack at the quiz then. But, of course, all you need to do is get out in nature today at hashtag naturepill, hashtag faithfm, and I will send you a cookbook. Okay, so we were just talking about mental illness a moment ago and the benefit of being in nature. Mm-hmm. As a, a, a as a great way of uh, you know the, the nature taking a nature pill yes half an hour looking at nature great solution for mental illness, illness right there combine that Absolutely. with exercise oh yes and it will even be exaggerated even further 
Um, so you'll get a, uh, a, a, a two nature pills. Yeah, double dose. Double dose. Okay, here's another dose that you can get right here. British study has released that high sugar intake um, increases the um, onset of mental illness by 23%. 23%? 23%. So if you are drinking, and, and this is something that has really exploded over the last um, five to ten years, the sales of sugary drinks are one of the biggest culprits that is out there. Um, they have gone through the roof. They are creating havoc in our society. Uh, and now we find that that high sugar intake is, you know, because we're looking at uh, why is there so much mental illness in places like Australia? You know, mm. we have a, a massive suicide rate in this country that does not exist in countries like Ethiopia, where we just That's were. That's right, yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, you've got abject poverty, you know, just totally abject. You know, you've got people there that are, uh, you know, basically doing jobs on the street for a few cents yes. a day. Yeah, you know, if, they're, if they're earning 20 cents a day, they're happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, But they don't have the mental illness issues that we have here in this country. We're, we're, we're wealthy, we're rich, we're increased with goods, the Bible says, and we're killing ourselves. It's, it seems so odd, doesn't it? And this, this, these are some of the reasons right here. So much. These are some of the reasons right here. We are separated from nature. We are separated from exercise. We have a high sugar intake. And, you know, we could go on and on and on. But anyway, Mon. Yes. You believe in a plant-based diet. Correct. And are very enthusiastic about promoting it. Correct. And there have been a lot of other people who have been enthusiastically promoting it over the last day or so. Good. By blocking streets in Melbourne and crashing people's farms and stopping production. Your thoughts? Oh, Lyle, I wish you hadn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought we might have some things here to disagree uh, on. Look, I do you know why. But maybe we agree. I don't know. Well, I was, but I'm hoping we disagree so that I can look, I smash was, you on air. I, was, no, I won't do that. Dude, you never. you never gonna. you never gonna. you never succeed. Look, I was wondering about what the extent was because I heard on the news that the farmers were seeking um, – to protect, it was just, it was a news piece about the farmers needing protection from the vegans. And I'm like, what are the vegans done? And the farmers are like, I feel like this is part of the propaganda where farmers are, you know how we talked about last time, how you were saying that farmers needed help. And I was like, no, because this is capitalism and may the best man win, right? And that's just the nature of capitalism. You can't, you can't legislate against now, your I com- believe wait, 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 in capitalism. I'm not done yet. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, yeah. legislate against your competitors, right? No. It's just ridiculous. Yes. And I think that uh, looking uh, in history, in recent history, at how farmers, uh, you know, in the meat and dairy industry have treated anything that crops up that speaks against the industry, if you don't believe Believe me, look at what happened to Oprah when she said she was scared of eating hamburgers and she got sued for days over it. If you're looking at that, it does make me question, are the farmers really in danger of some zealot vegans or are they actually just trying to stamp out any voice whatsoever that that might hinder their pocket? Okay, so here's my... uh, uh, And now you may speak. I believe in capitalism. I think capitalism is awesome. Let because capitalism solve the problem. Commie. Let sa- capitalism solve the problem. Yep. Don't go in there and start destroying people's lives and livelihoods. That's fair enough. I yeah. Do you know what? That's fine. But at the same time, it's kind of like you know. You don't need vegans jumping fences 
and um, attacking people's farms and creating havoc and destroying people's lives unnecessarily. Yeah, this is what I was, I was wondering what is, they've this done. Is, this, is where, this is where you've got Get, farmers. You know, farmers are one of the highest suicide rates there are in the country because uh-huh. they have really, really hard lives at the best of times and particularly here in Australia right now with the massive drought that we're getting, you know, our farmers are under the heat and now the vegans are just putting more pressure on them and this is me speaking as somebody who promotes a plant-based diet. I definitely think that no one should break the law. I don't think any vegan should break the law in terms of trespassing, uh, breaking and entering, um, vandalizing, any of that kind of thing. But we're sitting, this, we're sitting in the middle of Flinders Street in Melbourne and blocking all the traffic for all of the um, Is that against commuters. the law? Yeah, of course it's against the law. Well, they shouldn't have done it. They yeah. shouldn't have done it. At the same I mean, time, I think there's, there's better... Peak hour traffic. You know what it's like to commute through Sydney and peak hour traffic. Yeah, I think Imagine there's if you better and smarter of, ways to do it. And I think vegans and people who uphold a plant-based diet are already bullied enough as it is. The last thing you need to do is make a bad name for yourself by being well, a here's, the, here's the problem but the vegans same have breath, been bullied forever for being for being uh, you know annoying uh, annoying yeah and now the now the, now the tables are turning do two wrongs make a right no but at the same breath you know, I kind of I can't help but think about that monk who jumped into the gladiator ring to stop gladiator stuff you know happening that was probably illegal for him to do but he made he effected an amazing and wonderful change that the world needed right so the same breath are we like yeah, see, this is the thing. Though. This is the monks. thing. This is the thing. If, if if the vegans want to promote their cause, they should promote their cause based on good. There health. are much better, smarter ways to do because it. Because the crazy thing is, and the thing that upsets me more than anything else, is you get all of these people who live in the city. Because you know, when you look at where the green politicians come from, they come from the centre of the city. Yeah, you don't get green politicians from people who actually live in what they're trying to protect. They're not interested in what they're trying to protect. They want to live in the city. Yeah. So what are they? Why are they giving everybody a hard time who love? living in and is passionate about living in the country mm-hmm. you know there's nobody who is more passionate about living in the country than farmers and then they get upset about animal protection you know we have the strongest strongest rules and laws here in Australia for you know ethical uh, dispatch of animals and this is something I'm gonna have a bit of a rant here Go for a moment okay do you know why vets when they've got to put an animal down they give it an injection no way. It's not because it's an ethical way of taking an animal's life. Okay. It's to pr- it is purely 100% for the purpose of protecting the emotions of the owner. So what are you trying to say? They should just like snap its neck or something? Well, it would actually be a much more painless and faster death. So, now, I'm not saying the injection is a terrible, a terrible thing to do. All I'm saying is injection. I don't like getting an injection. It's for the human and don't animals animal. animals don't like getting injections either, you know. And, and a quick bullet to the head or something like that uh, is going to be much faster, much less painful than an injection. But that's emotionally very hard on the owner, and so we give injections to protect the owner. I think that while we have laws that might be too strict in one area, we do still have a, a massive problem, like you know, with livestock being like live export. We have massive problems with that, with the, just the animals being packed in there and just the disgustingness of it and the disease and the death and it. it's just it's there's you can't say one's right and one's wrong here because there's there's blood on both sides of the fence, really. Sure, you're always going to have problems on both sides of the fence, but here in Australia, we have the best laws of anywhere in the world. And we've got all of these vegans kicking up a stink and saying, oh, they're being cruelly... Look, from a, from a marketing and, and uh, an advertising perspective, vegans are deaf going about 
this the wrong way. Yeah, if they want to promote they make their you cause, and I, they make you and I that are promoting a plant based veg- yeah. vegetarian diet. They're making you and I look bad, so that when I stand up and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," I have a plant based like, diet, I think you're, and everyone's going to be like, oh, "I think you're you know, blending these- two lines here," because I don't think these vegans are necessarily promoting a plant based diet. I think they're promoting animal rights, which is what's making them and they're so trying to aggro give animals and aggressive. The same rights as human beings, which is just so, ridiculous, and they like, make everybody look like a loony bin who who isn't. I, th- the same I think they haven't quite figured out that they actually want to affect a change there's nice you, you can win more flyers with honey whatever that saying is so yeah I, th- I think they have a little bit to learn but at the same time you know farmers is it is it really that bad come on now like did we really offend you so much with our with our vegan protest like yeah, no, it was. It was. Hey, give us nasty. a call if you have an opinion about this. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. Would love to hear someone else's opinion other than Lyle's and my own. This is True North. Come to the river. Where would I be if Jesus hadn't seen my face as He hung there on the cross?
That was True North with Come to the River here on Faith FM. There is no no clue for the quiz. It got Feels snapped weird, up on the. On, on, yeah, it's like, yeah. what do we even have to talk about, Mon? It's just. Uh, hashtag nature pill, hashtag Faith FM. There you go, there you go. Get We're your good. pictures of you enjoying nature, uh-huh. that nature medication. Does working on my truck count? No, I think Lyle it does. South. No, no, I think it does. How is a truck nature? It has the same. Give effect. us a call if you can explain to Lyle the difference between nature and a truck. One eight hundred Faith truck, FM. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's therapeutic when I go out there and work on my truck. It's not nature therapeutic. It's therapeutic. It's anyway, um, joining us in the studio this morning is Lunga Mazika. Lunga, welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, Lunga has uh, come right here into the studio to share with us uh, his story and his testimony which um, we're super looking forward to. Now, Lunga, I'm just wondering whether, whether you can uh, tell us, whereabouts your family come from? Uh, my family comes from South Africa. Mm-hmm. Hey! Um, yeah. I, was, I just got back from South Africa. <laughs> Where in South Africa is your family from? Uh, from a city called Pittsburgh in KwaZulu-Natal. We are Zulus. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. what you just said about from Z- Zulu. <laughs> Zulu, as in I'm a Zulu. My okay. family is Zulu. Um, but also I have a, a stepdad um, mm-hmm. who is from Zambia, and then I have two stepbrothers as well. Yeah, one So Bon oh. was just in South Africa and uh, we were both just in Ethiopia and then before that Mon was in Kenya. So we've had a whole African theme happening here for the last, well, since Christmas really, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, rather, rather. But can I just ask, what language do the Zulus speak? Zulu. Oh, it's, a, it's called Zulu. Yeah. Okay. And you yeah. speak that language? I speak their language. It's my first were you born there or born here? I was born there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. As how, how did you come to Australia? Uh, I came here 2005, July. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just flew you here. Just, you just got on a plane and here you are. That's pretty simple. Yeah, we'll keep mm-hmm. it simple. We just got on a plane here you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, tell us about your family. Your family, Christians? Uh, my m- immediate family, my mom, my stepdad, my uh, my brothers, we're SDA. And mm-hmm. uh, we also have had two others as well who joined later. Um. Yeah, I think right now they're currently in a backslidden state. Uh-huh. Um, but our background, uh, we, I don't have an SDA, uh, let alone a Christian background. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came from a pagan pagan background. Now, I was going to ask that. Are most Zulus Christians or pagans or... Or is there a Zulu religion, sort of like some sort of tribal thing? Uh I'm not sure how to answer that one, but I'm sure because there's quite a lot of Christians there. Sure. Um, and then there are those who are pagan. There are those who consider them Christ- themselves Christians, but they don't really practice it. Sure. Um, so it's just all over the place, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when you said you came here in 2005, how old were you then? Um, okay, that's going to tell you how old I am now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We just pretty, do a quick calculation. Pretty much. But you're young enough so that we can ask. Uh, you might be surprised. Uh, I'm actually, I was 17 then. I am very surprised. Wait, I'm how old are you now? I'm very surprised. Uh, okay, I'm 31 now. Oh, you don't look 31 at all. <laughs> yeah, you, you could, how old do you reckon he looks? Oh, I could pass for 18. Yeah, for oh, sure. Really? Yeah, so for just, sure. just uh, putting this out on the radio because I know you're not here in the studio. We, we, we'll, take up, we'll take a selfie later. Yeah. And you can t- tell us um, your opinion. But, um, yeah, I think uh, Lunga could easily pass for, for I was 18. wondering because he did say that he would speak Zulu. And I'm like, well, he couldn't have been that young when he left. <laughs> well, then maybe they speak it at home. You know, lots of um, families who come to Australia speak it at home. Hey, well, what was it that brought your family to Australia? Um, well, my mother came here to uh, 2002. Uh, she was a nurse in South Africa, and then she came here. Um, 
I remember one of my aunties passed away um, at some point, and she and my mother, uh, they they were uh, in a way like breadwinners for the family. Mm-hmm. And so when she passed away, there was quite a lot of weight on my mom's shoulders. And so she came over to Australia. Um, and then I came to be with her. Sure. Um, so in my younger years, I did not live with her. I, I was raised by my grandparents primarily, mm-hmm. and she used to work far away. And so she oh, would okay. come home occasionally. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, so I just wanted to come and be with her. Yeah, fantastic. So, so do you speak um, Afrikaans or um, anything else? I can speak a little bit of Afrikaans, but not enough, not enough to say I can speak it. Okay, yeah, okay. So just the basics. I went to an English Afrikaans school. Oh, do you speak um, Shosa or I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> no, I understand Kosa. Understand See, say it again. Kosa. Just see, that's how you say Kosa. You don't say, it's, it's spelled X-H-O-S-A. X-H-O-S-A. And so I just say Shosa. But, but you, you say it with a click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, go on. Love that about Africa. It's the best thing about Africa is when uh, they have the click in the language. So you, um, you understand it, but you don't speak it? Yeah. So there's a Kosa family here um, uh, in Adelaide that, uh, they are friends with us, so we communicate. They're talking closer, talking Zulu, and we can sort of like understand each other. That is mad. <laughs> I was really hoping you said there was a Shosa family here in in the Central Coast because I was like, I'm going to take lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a, I went to a, a restaurant in one of the townships uh, in in Cape Town, and, uh, and there was a lady. Um, who who did a little presentation about the history of the restaurant and coming through apartheid and so forth and and she did a a a cosa cosa um tongue twister and it was like basically a series of clicks and I was like what on earth how do you even get your tongue to do that but anyway you're here now on the Central Coast with us here in Newcastle and uh, you're at Avondale the uh, the yep. Seventh Day Adventist University that's in this region so what are you studying there I study Bachelor of Theology. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So you're planning to become a minister, pastor, a preacher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you How did you get into that? Um, good question. Now, uh, at some point, okay, when I came to Australia, I came a backslidden Christian. Okay, so were you going to church regularly then, or not? Uh, f- not much. Right. I um I came here backslidden, and I joined a, a rap group, hip hop and R and B uh, with uh, I found friends from my country. And so forth, and we did that. And so we'd go to the clubs on Friday nights, and then by the time morning comes, you know, I'm too tired to go to church. So I didn't go to church. I was on and off here and there. I usually would go there, to, go there to sing. Maybe I used to get asked to sing a special item. I would go for that, and and, and that's it. Um, but then at some point, uh, well, I, I was feeling really empty, and I knew what what, what I was doing was wrong, and so. At some, and I felt like, you know, I, I'm really going that down the drain. I was so into the music that every other area of my life was not progressing. My mother, you know, was really hurt by this. And you know, so my relationship with her was not at its best. And so I thought to myself, you know, the safest thing for me to do right now is to become a pastor. Because if I do anything else, I'd be easily sidetracked. I need something that will help me to focus on God every single week, like every, every single day. And I think the ministry is the way to go. And I said, okay, so now I know I want to become a pastor. Um, I need to like now because um, I was doing the music basically I need to get a job save up go to Avondale um, I did something I had a plan but it didn't work out and so I actually oh, I just really wanted to hear from God you know so I, I was in my bedroom once and I prayed from my gut I said Lord so, so let me, can I just bite in for a second so when you were doing the music was that your only job 
um, we were trying to actually get famous. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, but at that time, of course, I was also studying. I was in high school. Yeah. So I, I did not have a career or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I, I knew I, had, I needed to come to, 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 to do something besides this. Mm. You see. So in fact, one of my friends right now, he was pursuing acting, is now an actor. He's based in Melbourne, and one of them is a famous rapper based here in Sydney. So they were really into this. And he, one of them, he actually sacrificed his law degree to actually get to pursue the rap career. Wow. But by God's grace, I got out before any success, any appearance. Yeah, so we're really, just, we're really pursuing it. I also just want to sidetrack for a moment and say mm-hmm. that it's a really good point you make about um, being in ministry helps you stay focused. I think a lot of people think that um, being in ministry is something that you do once you've reached a certain level of perfection and can now pass on your wisdom and your light to other people. But um, for those people who do believe that, I suggest going on, on YouTube and listening to a sermon called War Stories by Henry Wright. It's just one of the most humbling sermons you'll ever hear. And basically the theme is people has got pe- uh, God has got people in ministry not because they're there to save others, but because the work saves them. Mm. Not the mm. work saves them, yeah, but, but it keeps their nose f- in the grindstone. It keeps them focused. Mm-hmm. And so many people recognize, if they're honest with themselves, they recognize in and of themselves that they need to be in this work because that's where God can reach them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, go on. You're on your knees praying from your gut in your room. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, uh, Lord, I think I want to become a pastor, but if that's just my own idea, um, it won't take me anywhere. But if it's something that comes from you and you're the one who put it in my heart, please confirm it. Make it clear to me. So about two weeks or so later, um, my pastor, who was my pastor at the time, visited me and said, hey, I've got good news for you, my friend. I said, what is it, pastor? He said, someone is offering to pay your fees to study theology. At oh, you're yeah. kidding. Wow. Yeah. Really? That's true. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was really encouraging. It was really like straightforward. That was really straightforward. Mm-hmm. God, he's actually the one who put that desire in my heart. It didn't come from anywhere. He wanted me to, to, to do ministry. And I also had another com- com- confirmation because when I came um, back to God, I was, uh, at the time, I was um, really, really doubtful that God was ever going to use me, especially the music, because I felt like, you know, I knew um, that what I was doing was wrong and I still did it. And I felt like God will never use my music again. And so I, I just prayed. I said, Lord, if you still want to use me, allow me to preach in my home church or any other church. I had not preached anywhere in, um, in, in Australia except just taking part in a youth service, um, just little three sermonettes and so forth. And, and so I prayed that prayer. I didn't say anything about the singing, the music. I thought you're disqualified with that. You just focus on the preaching. And so I prayed that prayer. And then I got a, a call from a church far in the hills. I'd never been there before. I don't think they'd ever met me. And so I think they just called my church or something and asked for a young person to preach. Um, and then it fell on me. And, um, and she asked me to come and preach and sing. And so for me, there was a confirmation uh, again. And then I was really grateful for that. I, I asked for another opportunity and then I got another call again. And then before you know it, um, actually I was getting call after call after call to come and preach. So that was just more than, um, in, in, you know, uh, there was a very crystal clear um, confirmation that God was calling me into ministry. How long ago was this? How long ago did this, this start? This was um, much, much earlier, as in uh, more leaning m- more uh, to closer to the, uh, uh, more towards the time when I, I f- 
came here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so quite. So it's taken you a bit of time to get from there to now you're actually now doing actually, mission. Well, um, I actually came here 2012. Even then, there was there had been a delay as well. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I delayed for quite some time to actually now fulfill my course to, to come. Um, and um, and so during that time, on 2012, I came to Avondale. Uh, I was going through a lot. I was depressed and so forth. And and because of a, you know, partially because of the lifestyle that I used to live, I was depressed. And so Avondale was quite tough for me in 2012. Um, and long story short, I sidetracked and joined the ministry. Now there was a ministry that I joined, a, um, a godly ministry, but God had made it clear where He had called me. So to me, when I look back at it, I felt like I took a Jonah boat. You know? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I felt like I took a Jonah boat. You took a Jonah boat. Yes. In ministry. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because most of the times when people take a Jonah boat, and 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 for those of you who might be listening in and mm-hmm. wondering what a Jonah boat is, that's when you get a calling from God and you run away from that calling. Mm-hmm. Most people don't run away from a calling from God into ministry. Most people run as far away from God as what they can get. Yeah. Okay. But but you knew that God wanted you to be here preparing for ministry. That's that's, yes, that's yes. the point. Mm-hmm. What kind of ministry were you involved in? Uh, it's a media ministry. I'm not sure if it, I should mention the name of it. Um, um, because, uh, but you probably know it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You're free to mention names here yeah. on Faith FM. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure because there was quite a, a number of things that happened. Um, that you know, it's a quite. It's all right. Okay, we'll leave, yeah. we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So, but I, I I joined the ministry. Very godly ministry. I was inspired by them, of course. Yeah. Um, but you know, there were a lot of these things that happened and so forth. Um. um there were a number of, I believe, what I, uh, was a misunderst- misunderstandings. You see, so I actually asked before I actually came on the air, how how how, how open can we be? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um and um, I I actually was before you know uh, when I was in the world, there's a uh, certain things I used to struggle with. You know what I mean? Um, certain sins that were comfort sins and mm-hmm. so forth. And uh, they actually contributed partially to, to 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 me and ending up having depression and other and other things, and so I had watched a show uh, from uh, from another ministry, and talking about um, re- um, recovery, talking about recovery, and basically saying that you know. Um, God might do something um, to actually help you get rid of that behavior that you you know that you're struggling with, um, but the effects of it might still remain. And in order for you to recover from that, you might need to find another godly person that you can trust and confide in them. And so, you know, and so I I had an intention to do that, and so I. I actually found this this brother who was in the same ministry with me, and I was ready to kind of try and confide in him. Say, this is what I used to struggle with, mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I felt okay. I see that verse that they they were using to actually say, okay, you've got to confess your faults one to another. But I thought that that was if you actually had offended someone and you confess your fault, not that you've got to actually tell. Uh, some some something you used to struggle with to someone, uh, you know, um, um, and then but I was reluctant. But I think you might have you know made a connection here and there, 
Um, and so I, I believe that, you know, the issues that went through that, uh, that, that ended up arising between us actually um, came from that, from that misunderstanding. And which actually eventually led me to actually falling back into that sin um, uh, because of certain misunderstandings. Uh, and so this is one of the things that uh, I left Avondale for a long time uh, and then only just came back um, recently, 2017. Well, praise the Lord he brought yeah. you back. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many times you've been lost or how far you've been lost. You know, God will always be working at bringing people back. And um, I think that's a, it's a powerful message to, to remember. Yeah, no matter how many times you fall, keep getting back up because God is always going to be out there fishing for you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. And, uh, of course, um, you, so you came back in 2017. You must be a fair way yeah. through your course now and um, mm-hmm. getting ready to finish sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Longa, thank you so much for joining us here on Faith FM this morning. We uh, And thank you for sharing your testimony. We uh, pray that that will uh, give strength to others who um, uh, may be struggling with following their calling. This is Anders Svensson. To Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done, but now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving. A program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness. A relationship breakdown, long term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Study all the philosophies Having all the PhDs You can sleep on a bed that may be comfortable Having dreams that never end You can travel around and say Everything's going my way But there's a longing in your heart That isn't filled Can and will 
your life, my friend. They seem to never end, and you searched in many places, but never found. 